Once again, to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast, my name is Chris Levine, and thanks for hanging out with me again today. Now, today, we are going to talk about how animals can positively contribute to our psychological health. Now, for many, this is a no-brainer. Others, though, they don't necessarily have the natural draw to cats and dogs and birds in a home. That's true. But those who, who do, they're going to totally get this, this episode. Personally, I love animals. I love animals so much that if I had to choose between watching the Super Bowl or watching the Puppy Bowl on Animal Planet, I'd be going with the puppies. So I'm all over this topic today. So let's get started. The Newport Academy website had an article called 10 Ways Pets Support Mental Health, and I'm going to refer to it here. Uh, it mentions that interacting with pets lowers our stress hormones and, and noted that playing with a dog or a cat raises our levels of serotonin and dopamine. Uh, these are the hormones that calm and relax our nervous system. When we smile and when we laugh at our pet's behavior, that actually stimulates the release of these, what you might call happiness hormones. Another benefit, our pets make us feel needed. The simple act of caretaking has mental health benefits. Caring for another living thing gives us a sense of purpose and meaning. And this is a huge point and almost a mainstay for my entire podcast series is being there for somebody else helps you. When we get out of ourselves and give to others, we feel better. We can focus on ourselves constantly. Many do. It can be easy to do. When we're sad, we can stay put and dwell. Or we could text someone or send someone a card or make someone a meal or, keeping on topic, walk the dog or give your cat or your bird a treat. You can also add something cool to an aquarium to make life more interesting for your fish. This may all sound silly, but these are things that benefit someone or something else. And as a result, we're not dwelling on the woes of our problems. And this is something that's been studied. Again, that Newport Academy article notes that studies show that pet owners had improved well-being in various areas of their lives, including the following. Better self-esteem, more physically fit, less lonely, more conscientious, and less preoccupied. Now, when we do the pop culture part of this, of course, animals in Hollywood are a constant team. Pop culture is all over this. Ironically, about a week ago, I saw a film called The Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. It's fairly new. It was released in 2020, and I saw it at home. And my family's still distancing per COVID, so didn't go out to a movie theater or anything like that. Uh, this movie, I'm going to just say, is very Hollywood. I won't give the plot away, but, but one scene in particular actually has the dog stopping the Harrison Ford character 
from drinking. You know, fun to watch, but sure, it's a little over the top. But the overall theme of a dog's loyalty is there. And for me, I thought they did a great job with this movie. And there are cat films. There are fish films. There's hamster films. There's gerbil films, horse films, monkey films, penguin films. Even pandas that apparently can do martial arts have films. Why? Because animals resonate with us, especially children. The New York Times tells us one reason why we love animals so much. It states that pets, for example, are reliable from one year to the next. They're not embarrassed or offended by you, no matter what you say, no matter how much weight you gain. You can't talk to your teenager the way that you did when they were three. You want to because they're still your baby, but you can't because they're not going to like it. But if you do that to your cat, they could care less. They just like the affection. So the cat stays your baby. In fact, an associate professor of psychology was quoted as saying that animals simply can't object if we mischaracterize them in our minds. And there's something very comforting about that. That all said, animals are often used in therapy situations. And it's not just dogs. You ready? Just off the top, they use cats, rabbits, donkeys, guinea pigs, snakes, parrots, sheep, squirrels, chickens, llamas, monkeys, and ferrets. Just off the top. You know, they even use little small box turtles, those ones that you can pick up in your hand. Uh, how, how could that be therapeutic for someone? Well, it's reported that some particularly shy children become animated when they get to hold one of these guys. And... They're a good option for kids who may be afraid of the bigger animals. There are so many great stories about this. The Helen Woodward Animal Center website wrote about a dog, for example, named Hudson. At the time of the writing, Hudson was a nine-year-old Italian greyhound, and he had the job of visiting senior care facilities around San Diego in California. Listen to this. The dog and his owner entered the room of a tall, fragile, elderly gentleman. He was motionless on his bed. His eyes were closed. He was surrounded by his family. Well, they were welcomed in, and the daughter actually asked if it would be okay uh, to place Hudson on the bed of this person, adding that her dad always loved dogs. Well, they did. After several moments, Hudson raised his head looking for attention because the man wasn't moving and then softly rested his head on the gentleman's hand. Almost immediately, the man began to slowly raise his hand to pet Hudson's head, which was now stretched across the man's chest. Looking up at the end of the visit, the owner was concerned because everybody around that bed was crying. Well, they left, and outside the room, a nurse actually told Hudson's owner that this man, this patient, until now, had been completely unresponsive to anything since his arrival at the hospice almost two weeks earlier. But he reacted to the dog. You know, there's another site called One Green Planet. It also tells us about a Vietnamese pot-bellied pig that has a talent for working with special needs kids. 
Uh, her partner is a speech pathologist, and they spend their time visiting San Francisco, California schools. This animal has a documented track record of helping autistic children improve their social skills. In fact, one extremely severely autistic boy even started to speak to his classmates for the first time after making contact with this animal and spending time with it. The Good Therapy website tells us that these animal-assisted therapies offer numerous benefits for all age groups. Notice what research suggests. It says that by spending time with animals, we may lower our anxiety. We may actually decrease our blood pressure, improve pain management, will slow our breathing, and animals may even assist people with dementia in recalling certain memories. Now, if one is afraid of or just doesn't have an affinity for animals, obviously this may not be the route for them. Even if people like animals, it still might not work. I'll give you an example. My wife loves animals. She really does, but she has no desire to touch them. I love animals and I want to hold, hug, pet, and party with all of them. So again, the bent toward allowing this affection to happen has to be there for this to work. To conclude this one, not to be awkward, but I wanted to share you, uh, share with you a personal experience. Um, not to be bleak, but, but the day after my father died, I was still slated to go to work. And I actually thought it would probably be good for me to stay busy instead of staying home and dwelling on it and, and just being sad. So I left the house and I went to work. I had a new client that I was seeing that day. So I, I made that my focus. I tried to focus on that. Uh, anyway, the client had a dog that was a puppy. And the breed of the dog is called a Great Pyrenees. Uh, this dog was just this majestic looking snow white large puppy whose name happened to be Sebastian. He moved gently and was totally silent. This dog just had the most wonderful personality. Anyway, when I showed up, he walked right up to me and nuzzled beside me. If I moved, he moved. If I went somewhere, he followed. If I sat down, he sat down beside me. Now, I wasn't the only one there, but that dog was totally 100% focused on only me. It made a beeline to me. Now, look, I'm not making this into a supernatural or a Disney kind of thing. I know the dog didn't know about my father, but you simply cannot convince me that that dog didn't sense that something was wrong with me. That dog went right into comforter mode. Call me crazy, but I really believe that. The interesting thing, too, was that my client shortly after felt that they couldn't take care of him and gave him to a loving family, another family to take care of. So that one time, that one day under those circumstances was the only time I ever saw that dog. But that animal and their instinctive compassion helped me get through an impossible day and changed it into a really, really nice moment. So if you happen to be a family that may have adopted a 
big fluffy dog named Sebastian right before the pandemic broke out. Do me a favor, thank him for me, give him a big hug. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist that I hope will continue the good vibes of this episode. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Animals, the Quicker Picker Upper playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash animals, the Quicker Picker Upper. So let's get into the tracks. Track number one is is just plain amazing. It's the happiest thing ever. It is by Takako Minikawa, and the song is called Fantastic Cat. I dare you to listen to that. Song number two, Turtles Have Short Legs, by the German experimental rock band Can. Number three is Mr. Rabbit, by Paul Westerberg. Number four, Little Bird by the Beach Boys from their 1968 Friends record. It was written by Brian and Dennis Wilson, and the outro was actually originally intended for the song Child is the Father of the Man from the Smile album, which was shelved and was basically shrouded in mystery until released later. I actually got to see Brian Wilson and his solo band perform the entire Smile album at the Hollywood Bowl years ago. It was pretty great. Number five, Atomic Dog by George Clinton. A bunch of people in Parliament Funkadelic let me interview them over the years. Uh, Some of these played on this one. Number six, Mickey Mouse by Sparks. Number seven, Goldfish Bowl by Stereophonics. Number eight, The Beatles with Dig a Pony. Number nine is Monkey in Your Soul by Steely Dan. And number 10 is Peter Gabriel and his song, Kiss That Frog, from his Us record. Well, that's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast Animals, the quicker picker upper. We would like to welcome some new listeners to our program. You know, some weeks I get to do this and some weeks I don't, but this was a really nice week for new listeners. Our demographic report shows that we now have listeners in Dorchester, Massachusetts, and in Ashburn, Virginia, in the United States, and also now in Catalonia, Spain. You want to hear something ironic? The name of a mountain range in that area of Spain is called the Pyrenees. A great Pyrenees is the kind of dog that Sebastian is. I wonder if that's where his earliest relatives came from. How cool is the timing of a new listener being in the vicinity? You can't make this stuff up. We are so happy for all of our new listeners. Thank you so much out there and welcome to Refresher. And then we also have our diehard listeners. I respect you so much. Thank you so much so much, so much, so much for taking the time to listen to this show. I hope you enjoy it. And listen, this show would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends, that would be awesome. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, 
you can make a small monthly contribution. It can be as little as 99 cents a month. You just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you are so inclined, that would be wonderful, but it's not mandatory. Whether you do that or whether you don't do that, this is your show. You enjoy it whenever you want to enjoy it. It'll be there for you to listen to anytime. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.